all niggas gonna be fucking with me. Uh-huh. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. Uh-huh. I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat. Uh-huh. And all y'all ain't got nothing to Ooh, no. All right, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ The Road Podcast, presented by DJ City. Big shout to DJ City. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got my man DJ Never here. Yo, 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 what up? Uh, we got Jamie the Great. Yeah. DJ D Miles is MIA. He's uh, <laughs> fixing his ass again. <laughs> and then... Uh, yeah, leakage. You got a little leakage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Small it. one. Take care of But, uh, yo, if you don't hear the beat right now, <laughs> if you don't hear what's going on right now, we got the man, 2018, Goldie Awards, best beat motherfucker in the building right now. We got Buck Rogers. What's up? Hey, yo. I like that. Funky. Can you be here every week when we do this? <laughs> I mean, you know. Can we find you a different intro every week? Yeah, 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 yeah. That we was make dope. something happen. That was dope, man. We just keep getting files from him and we just make the intro. That shit was dope. Right. <laughs> Thanks for hooking up your shit here over here. Yeah, thank you for having me, first and foremost. You just got into Vegas yesterday. Yep. And you're here for Commonwealth? You're going to do that tonight? It was more so. No, I did that last night. It was oh, last uh, night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. oh, shit. I yeah. missed that then. I know. Yeah. No, yeah. He was there last night. Yeah, yeah. Seeing videos. I've always wondered. Like, I always see you. Like, what do you call this? Because uh, the clean version would be finger drumming. Finger drumming. <laughs> Pause a little bit. Huh? They need a better. But, uh, they the need something better than that. Right? Finger banging. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a crime. Because the Goldie is like, what? Best beat? It, well, kind of. It's, it's like the beat battle. So it's you, a producer battle, but I like producer battle. I kind of came in. Well, Brace was in it the first year, but uh, I kind of came in and broke the rules because like it's originally just based off of the beat. Yeah. But with me doing it live, it kind of like shook things up a little bit. Oh, so you're so, not required to do it live? You're no, just, you can literally just show up and press play. Yeah, I seen a girl put uh, a beat through her computer and just, she just yeah. press play. Really? Yeah, that was, she was like a contestant. And I was like, yeah. But somebody, somebody could have done that beat for her, right? No, that's the hard challenge because you don't know. Like, there's a lot of ghost producers and stuff out there too. Uh, so it's like you don't even know. Yeah, so that's crazy. Shout out, Ma- shout out, Mac Zui- Matt Suki, my student, trying to Facetime me right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> chill out, bro. <laughs> um, so then, what would you want to call it? A producer? Like, it's a little bit more than that, though, because you're doing it live. You know. It's yeah. Is I mean, it a new? It's not really a new concept because there was nah, like a rap. Yeah, no, nah, a rap was a big influence. Yeah. yeah, he was a big influence of mine until I found yeah. out he was a dick. <laughs> I've heard that. I was going to ask you about that. I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I heard. I heard he can be a little difficult. Oh, he's, he's no longer around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's been quiet for yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> but he was nasty. No, he yeah, hands down pioneer. Like he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, between him, Jeremy Ellis, and Inferno, like those guys were definitely ahead yeah. of the time. For and him. Inferno was like one of the first DJs that I ever saw that Bro. hooked up a drum machine, uh, a keyboard. Have and you ever seen his jam rock shit? No. You should no, see no. how big it. Dude, he has a keyboard, a looper, a fucking drum yeah. machine. Dude, his shit was like. Bro, it's crazy. It was unreal. Now yeah. and then he condensed it now to just a drum machine and a. It's some like Wizard of Oz fan of a fan of the opera shit. Just oh, like yeah. a, like just, all yeah, of this yeah. shit around him, uh-huh. and then he's just like it's like he's DJ doing Shadow it live. Studio oh, live. Like, and yeah. then he plays like a guitar or some shit sometimes, or like a he does something. In crazy. the middle of him doing all this stuff, he's yeah, in the middle of like a club. He's doing this whole shit. And he'll break out the guitar and stuff. Yeah. playing. Well, no, I, mean, I don't know about the guitar. Not guitar, but piano all day. He'll do like a piano. He's sponsored by Casio. Yeah. Okay. But it's insane because he does all of this live production and he'll just he'll do all of this shit mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the club. Damn, man. That's and whatnot. Good. That sounds sick. Oh, yeah. So A-Rab, obviously, I see the A- A-Rab being a fucking uh, influence on that. Mm-hmm. I see definitely Inferno and influence on you. Mm-hmm. And then... Jeremy Ellis. Jeremy Ellis. That, that white boy's got more soul than most people I know, bro. <laughs> yeah. Detroit to the heart, bro. Detroit to the heart. 
So then all of these influences, and then when you were coming up, how did you want to be kind of showcased? Did you want to be a producer, a performer? It's like there's so many lines the, being DJ, crossed. DJ, yeah. you know, Did so, you start as a DJ first? So first and foremost, I grew up a drummer. drummer. I've been playing the drums since the age of three. Right. Like my great uncle is uh, Tony Bennett's drummer of like 30, 40 years. Wow. So, I mean, I grew up around that. And then uh, younger mom had me, like when the first rave scene was around 2000, like, she was always in the clubs and just like, I'm going to buy you turntables. I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, Oh, shit. How then, old were uh, you when she was telling you that? I was 12 years old. <laughs> I still have the picture. That's a cool-ass fucking mom. I know, right? Saying uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a parent to my parents now. I mean, I love you, mom, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if it wasn't for her, you know, like, yeah. And honestly, when I started getting into this as the DJ stuff, um, I, it was just a hobby for me. I never saw this, like, as a potential career path. Yeah. Because I was too busy trying to play professional paintball, traveling, shooting, you know, traveling the country to shoot. Wait, 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 wait! You was doing professional paintball? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even know How that did existed. you get into that shit? Oh, I'm from Indiana. There's not much to do, so <laughs> paintball. Go out in the cornfield and shoot people. I mean, that used to be a big thing. I don't know if it's still big, but I know. Nah, back in the it's definitely it was... died out. Like 2009 was like yeah. the peak season. Like the highest paid pro play, uh, player was like a hundred thousand dollar contract. But oh, he wow. he was like the Michael Jordan of paintball, and he was the only one. So and then uh, what were you, Kobe? I was I was still the young buck. I wasn't even on the radar. I was just you know happy to be there. But uh, wait, wait. So you you were like excelling and you were doing DJing on the side. And then you yeah, were doing it, it was just a hobby for me. Like my main focus was paintball. And then uh, graduated high school, and it's like, well, I didn't have the push from you know my, my parents pushed me on college, which is I'm all right with. And then I'm like, do I either become a general manager of this kitchen? Or that's when I was kind of dabbling into DJing at the time, just as a little side hustle with top, my mentor, Top Speed. And uh, I'm like, well, when I'm making one night, you guys pay me in about two weeks. So it's like, I'm going to go try this DJ stuff right. out. And I mean, it was a hell of a roller coaster ride, don't get me wrong, you know, in my early 20s. But here we are 12 years later. What were you doing? Like you was a chef, a sous chef? What were you? Uh, no, I ran Noodles and Company. Noodles and company? <laughs> yeah, just cooking noodles. Nice. <laughs> I like this. This is like casually throwing out paintball noodles. Oh, noodles, yeah. I, no, I have a lot of hats. Like, I paint cars. Like, I love fabrication. Like, dude, there's so many hats. God, that I are have you that Mexican by any chance? Everyone, tres años en escuela para cocina slang. Damn. <laughs> Wait, what, what is your background? I'm claiming him. Uh, <laughs> Mexican. No, nah, I'm black and white. Black and white? Yeah, no. but I have, like, Pacific Islander on my dad's side, which is where the light skin comes from. And my mom has a little bit of Italian, so. Oh, shit. Okay. But I'm a mutt. I'm, the way I see it, I'm a chameleon. I blend in. Everyone thinks I'm Puerto Rican down in Texas, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah you look mad. You look yeah. kind of like like Puerto Rican or Dominican. Yeah, you could nah, be yeah, straight Dominican. I mean, I'll blend in. <laughs> Call me Bucky. Like. <laughs> Call me Bucky. <laughs> me llamo Bucky. El Bucky. So now, now you're on tour with. Z trip and shit. Uh, right? Not necessarily tour, but we have a little side project we're trying to get off the ground, uh, kind of like a form like Voltron deal. Nice. Which is uh, is more so just him and I. Like he's the main conductor of it, and then I'm just kind of like the salt and pepper of it with the drum machine stuff. But then we're trying to like have a featured artist. Like the first show that we did as like our little sizzle reel was me, Supernat, Z trip, mm -hmm. and uh, Adam Dyke from Lettuce. Nice. Super Nat the freestyler? Yeah. Oh, wow. Bro. You remember him? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he was still out there yeah. doing it. Yeah. He's nasty. He would, you yeah. would like, yeah. give him yeah. a, a topic and he would he, just No, like, no that's what he did. He's like, I need everyone to hold something up right now. And he's just going through, grabbing shit, rapping about it, giving it back, grabbing it, rapping Damn, about man. it. Like, yo, he's... Bro. Yeah, he was back. He was nasty back in Super the days. Nat, yeah. He hasn't lost his sauce. He's still got it. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Wow. So... 
from you starting to DJ to now like kind of working with Z Trip and working with all these kind of like you know legendary hip hop motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. where you are right now, do you like where you are right now? Is this what you kind of envisioned, or is like this is something you couldn't even imagine that would be an option for you to be doing? You know what I mean? Honestly, no, nah, I'm 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 content with where I'm at, but yeah. I'm hungry for so much more. This is honestly just literally the tip of the iceberg like i mean this stuff is a 24 7 grind as we all know like Mm -hmm, you have to be fully committed in this lifestyle and with the technology coming over it's helping us but it's also hurting us at the same time because everyone expects us to have everything so it's like right nah but uh but i feel like you're in an interesting category or you're an interesting uh you're i I don't want to say a product yeah. Like we're all products, right? Yeah. But I would say like you're an interesting product because you're not defined. There isn't an aisle for you yet. Does that make no. sense? And, and like de- if I'm definitely w- paying in my own lane because a lot of the guys that see me on the drum machine shit don't even know I can scratch and like I'm a right. turntablist. Yeah. And then like when I do the turntablism shit, they don't like people are like with as powerful as the internet is, they just don't pay attention. Right. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. so. It's like yeah. And it's kind of like an overload. Like how do I show all my skills at once? Yeah. Right. Well, and it's not even like you got to really dumb it the fuck down for these people. Mm. Like when I talking with Craze and a few of the others, like he was like, yo, blah, 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 blah. But like dump by dumbing it down and literally like when I use my chin or like my elbow. Yeah. I get like, oh, fuck, he's doing it live. Or right. like when I'm just I mean, I have RBF resting buck face because like this shit's just second nature for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when I'm up there doing it and I'm flexing, they, they don't give a fuck. But I'm like. They're like, oh shit! He just plays chin chin music, like, you know, like. chin music, sweet chin music. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's like it's it's weird because it's like it's not regular DJing and it's like a showcase DJing, but it's more than DJing. Yeah, it's like I've know? tried to like over the years. Um, Oliver said it best with his little. Uh, I forget what podcast he was doing, but I randomly heard the clip of it. But like, I found a way to like make it intriguing for those that want to watch what I'm doing. But if they don't care, they can still just party on because like it's still not too over the top but like they can still dance to it if they want right. to dance to it so it's like that fine balance of mm-hmm. i'm here to showcase but i'm also like here to make y'all motherfuckers happy like yeah i, I always <laughs> i always like seeing like kind of like you know when i when i meet djs and when i meet you know artists or producers or whatever when i meet them i always like to see what their initial intentions of where their career was going to be at mm-hmm. and where they are right now and and for me i just think it's interesting that you started djing Right. Mm-hmm. But then you're in this totally new lane. It's an innovative lane to me. And it's, it's but it hasn't been defined yet. You know what I mean? There isn't sure. a, a defined market for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard. About another year or two, I'll have everything together and then phew, it's go time. Like, right, right. I mean, a lot of the reasons like we have the technology coming at us no matter what. Like and a lot of the OGs, like when I see motherfuckers plugging in an SL1 box to an S9. Mm-hmm. It's like you're going backwards, bro. Like, just <laughs> learn how to adapt. I get it. It can be intimidating, but, I mean, the, that shit, like, it's going to advance no matter what. So mm-hmm. you either keep up or get left behind. And, like, I can have any drum sound that I want from a acoustic kick to whatever right here in my backpack versus bringing out a whole kit. I'm like, okay. And just playing two songs in the club is like, what am I doing for the next two minutes? I can't scratch because they don't fucking care. It's like, you know, like, what am I going to do? Oh, right. well, let's add some drums. And then. Mm-hmm. From there, it added like, well, let's start flipping it a little different. So it's, yeah. When, when did you start? When you were DJing? So when you started DJing, did you start just doing regular clubs and regular bars and lounges and shit like that? Uh, no. Well, like I said, growing up, I started as a bedroom DJ, and believe it or not, I was spending UK hard house. All oh, my really? stuff came from overseas. Like I'd wait two weeks from the mail for it to come, and then fucking get the records, and I'd be 
playing the after parties that my mom was partying at. I'm literally like, I'll show you some pictures and y'all can throw it up or whatever. But yeah, no, I'm like it's 12, 13 years old, three in the morning, just playing music and literally everyone's partying their ass off, growing weed in the basement and shit. Like, wow. <laughs> Damn. <what> the, <laughs> I, know, right? I thought Lazy Boy shit was crazy, but he just took the cake. <laughs> so, so then, like, as this, as this is evolving, how did you start getting into, did you ever start doing club music? Because you kind of started, a, I, I look at your resume, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a pretty aggressive, uh, like, competition resume. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you were into the competition. So mm-hmm. you kind of moved from bedroom to, like, straight to competition, did a couple of side gigs here and there, mm-hmm. and would juggle it out. But I, when you do something like that, it's the only way I can see of you really honing into what you, where you are right now. Because it takes what you're doing with, like, juggling, DJing, and the production and live production and beat making or finger drumming, as mm-hmm. you said. Like, that's, it takes a development process. No, it definitely took me. I mean, because I've had drum machines since, like, 2013. And, yeah. like, the first year, I'm like, okay, I'm studying A-Rab. I'm studying Jeremy Ellis. I'm right. kind of seeing what they're doing. And, like, the stuff A-Rab was doing was cool. But, like, a lot of these guys, even, like, Beats by Jay Black, so I'm not trying to shoot shots or nothing, but, like, these motherfuckers just play on loops. Mm-hmm. With me, if I stop moving my fingers, the There's song no music. stops. Yeah. Unless, like, I have my intro outro, so I use the DJ perspective behind it to, like, get in, get out of a song. But, like, when it comes to the beat, if I stop... There's nothing else. There were a lot of people that are just playing on a fucking loop, and it's just talk your shit, dog. Oh yeah. no, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a champion for a reason. I wish I had a. No, but I'm saying like there's a development, like you know, in what you're doing. It's not something that everyone can do. Even though I see like a lot more. Younger, I like, see a lot of people. There's doing a lot of, younger, lot of younger kids doing a lot of younger, younger generation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we got to look out for them because these kids pick up technology. Yeah, They're I actually learn from my students because they'll be like back back door and some shit. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What's that? What's yeah. that? How uh-huh. you doing that? Oh, let me go ahead and get that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's just um, there's this one Asian girl that uh, what do you call it? She like sings over her own production and she's doing. The uh, same I thing. saw her, but there's also uh, Lisa Vasquez, the mm. chick that I was in the Goldies with the year that I won. Yeah, yeah. She's a beast because she she'll be rapping and drumming at the same time too. Wow. But like she has that little, uh, I don't know if she's Cuban or like she has you know mm-hmm. Hispanic descent of some sort. But like, and, and then you got Trizzy who came out of nowhere right. with his little backseat bust shit. <laughs> like yeah. y'all, but y'all, it's you know it's awesome to see all the the finger drumming and stuff coming out. Like it's so when you got your your first drum machine in 2013, you were studying it all. Yeah, the first year is just like. I fully committed, invested, dumped into it because that's when like Ableton Bridge was still like kind of mm-hmm. with Serato, but like that shit never worked. <laughs> so it's like, what can I do to develop my format, you know, my formula to kind of do this shit live and not get just stuck in a s- specific tempo? Because with this, I can go up. Right. Like, whatever. Like, you can fucking flip it however you mm-hmm. want. So, like, it's. But it took me about a good two, year and a half, two years to figure that formula out. And then once I got that, it was go time. Because when you're doing Ableton, when you're doing studio work, it's, it can be a little tedious. Like you're just oh, when I first bought Ableton, I thought it was the fucking Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at it, I'm like, yo, okay. Yeah. It's mad but, numbers just flying Are you the yeah. same way? Like for me, like I look at, like I, I used to be, I used to work better with analog instruments. Like when I was doing like an MPC 1200 yeah. and I was working on like a, like a, like a 16 track, 8 track recorder. When everything was just a little more analog, it was like I kind of understood it better a little bit. 
it was more cut and paste then yeah yeah and it made me want to work a little bit more it's more hands on but when you're sitting in front of like Ableton you're like moving shit it just becomes like isn't it easier it just becomes tedious and like a little boring just Mm -hmm. because you're just kind of like plotting points and then adding stuff and like I call it Lego blocks yeah you're building Lego blocks like Tetris pretty much (laughs) it's tedious I mean you can get caught up in the pattern repeat stuff and obviously you know there's a creative process to it but it's not like this where you're actually like hands-on and you're fucking with sounds and yeah you know unless you have a sequencer like hooked up to your ableton or whatever like that yeah where you can really trigger noises and everything yeah but still there's something about having all the sounds in one thing scrolling through it and just kind of fucking with stuff and seeing what you can find out for sure i mean a lot of music is experimental a lot of the shit happens on accident because you're like what's this dude oh shit what oh fuck that's dope or you can fucking get sidetracked and you start with this track here, and then whoop, you're over here on a whole nother different track. Cause right, right. Yeah. Fucking with shit too much, so it's, it's that fine balance of yin and yang. But yeah. Did you ever want to just be a regular club DJ? Did that? Or oh was yeah, no. I mean, I've always simple. I've always enjoyed doing that. I mean, it's yeah. But I mean, I'm, my ambitions now and my drive is so much more. Like I want I'm developing my own drum machine. Like I'm to the wow. point now to where like that's insane. Yeah, Fuck. like yeah. Wow. So it's that's crazy. You know, like it's funny. I talked to like Four Color Zach. I talked to him and I'm like, you know, you know his mixes and transitions are insane, right? I told we were like up till like six AM in the morning talking for two hours, like drunk in front of like uh at the Venetian at the casino bar after his after his gig at Tower. I was there last night till about six AM. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're at the casino bar and I'm talking to him. I'm like, yo, can you just do a transition, like a regular transition? Can you just go from like a record to a record to a record to a record and he's like no and i said why and i said yeah, he's like you would think it's easy yeah, yeah if he's able to do everything he's doing right now but the way his mind works now especially you know from the competition and from just being around yeah. creative people like going to the playlist retreat or going meeting you guys at the red bull three styles or the goldie awards or whatever mm-hmm. like when you hang out with all of these minds they have to complicate each transition in his head mm-hmm. it can't be this simple like you know oh this is what the crowd wants yeah this is what the crowd wants but how can i do it and how can i translate how that can to i translate it in my way mm-hmm. so it's weird because he can't you know i physically he could do it but in his head it's not what he wants it's to more do. of a, like a writer's black woman in a sense. yeah like, yeah it's like I, I that's not good enough for me like i have to overcomplicate yeah. it or find yeah. another thing that people won't expect that ties these two songs together Besides the BPM and the energy. Yeah. Like, I've got to tie something else into it. Yeah. But I was just saying, is that kind of how it is for you now? A little bit? like Not necessarily. I mean, no. for me, honestly, a lot of the times I show up to places, I kind of have a mentality of what I want to do. But, like, it's... I always just freestyle. I work best under pressure and just in front of people like nice. wow. when I'm at home in the bedroom trying to create shit or, like, work on a mixtape or something that's due, like, I'm... I'm CPT is going to kill me. <laughs> like, I'm always that guy like, yo, I need your mix. I need your mix. I need your mix. I'm not really helping myself with the product plugs for mixes right now, but, <laughs> but so you're nah. like a last minute motherfucker. Like, oh, I'm I feel like all DJs oh, bro, are last I'm minute. I'm a fucking procrastinator to the day. If it wasn't for my girl keeping me in check, bro, like, yeah, she would never gone. Wait, so work. do you come up with shit on the fly? Yeah, I mean, I have stuff pre-chopped up, but like a lot of the mentality that I do when I'm doing this live, like I 
just wing it. Like it's all, really? it's seriously all freestyle. So like, you can take a song. How long would it take for you to take a song, chop it up? I like this. When I have the mentality, like I hear exactly, when I hear a song, I know exactly what I want to chop but, out but of it. But you couldn't even, you couldn't do it live. Like if you, no, I'm not doing the chops live, no. Yeah. I could, but no I'm, no, I'm not doing that live. Like I come in premeditated with, I mean, just like I'm using the DJ mentality behind it. Mm-hmm. So like if I go here, I have all my library set up to where like, here's the beats, here's the key. And, and then I can just scroll down like a DJ set. So like when I look up, as most DJs should, mm-hmm. you know, look up, see what they're vibing or like, you know, based off what I'm playing here. OK, well, I got some machine routines that can complement, you know, complement what I'm playing and then just kind of throw this in a little here. If they're into it, cool. We can stay on machine a little more. But if they're not, then get the fuck out. Go back to just keeping it dumb. You don't use the Akai, right? You use the. Um, yeah, no, this is the machine. And then. When you use this, it links to your iTunes library or your your just all your no, music this, files? No, this is its own software built okay. into this. Mm-hmm. And then so basically I use Ableton to chop shit up. So it doesn't link to your laptop at all? No, it's on my laptop. Oh, it is? Yeah. So basically I run this and Serato at the same time. Mm. So all the music is already on there? No, no, I, I was, I, see, I was I thinking you can't access it. the music oh, in your laptop. Through oh, this. no, I could. I can just go to the browser and then just search for, uh, like, sounds. You can come over here to sounds. I mean, Grant, I can't type. This Dude, the day this is a touchscreen and I can type on this, like yeah, a CDJ. Yeah. That's, like I said, I'm developing my own shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you call it? But you, you can link up your laptop to this and have the, the music yeah, like streaming I, where, into the Where machine? I keep my music library for Serato, I can literally have a folder on for this and then go through. Okay, yeah. And then literally just find a song that I want, load it on a pad, chop it up right there. Wow. So yeah. how long, like, let's say, so we, we all go Let me put it this way. I made four, what, six machine routines yesterday in wow. about an hour and a half. Really? So it's almost like us kind of, like, when we, before a gig, we go through our crates. Yeah. We download music. Mm-hmm. We set up cue points. Yeah. We figure out where we're going to put it in the mix. And then when we show up, no one wants that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to take this dumb shit out. Doesn't that always... <laughs> Doesn't that always happen? Right? Yeah, always. it happens every fucking time. I'm like, always. I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this. This. Well, this. We're not ready for this one. Shit. And then I get there that night. I'm like, fuck. They don't want to hear none of this. I do, do the same shit I did last time I was here. Yes. <laughs> same so, old shit. So when like that prep that we go through, mm-hmm. your additional step is just saying, oh, maybe I can chop this song up, or I could chop this song, and you hear it, and you mm-hmm. just immediately get the points that you know yeah, you can just, chop up. Just how we do. It's no di- pretty much how you just said it. It's the same way for my drum machine because I mean, each pad in a sense is a cue point. Yeah. You just you know condense it down. You just get your chops and slices right, and then, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty wow. much doing my Serato playlist that accents my machine stuff, and then here we go. But this is like seven years, right? Seven years of you, like really. Yeah, no, I, I got my formula down now. Yeah. So like, it's. I know yeah. there's a lot of like young motherfuckers, like our intern Christian. Like you're thinking, like you know, I, I just want them shit. to know, like this is not. Maybe some of them might pick it up in like a, a like. Two no, years or three years, yeah. right? I mean, it's no different than like some DJs pick shit up really fast, and there's yeah. some who've been fucking trying to work on a double click flare for years and like still can't get it. That like, shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. What's the youngest kid that you've seen that's watched your videos and have tried and flexed and like showed you what they can do now? And you're like, fuck, that's pretty impressive. I mean, like I, uh, Matsuki Matsu, yeah, who was in the gold. That's I've been teaching him since he was 16, and like watching him be in the Goldie Awards, be in the Red Bull Three Style Finals. Yeah. like he's working for DJ City now. He was fucking slow roast record label manager like he's wow. and i've been teaching him since he was 16 and just watching him grow and blossom is amazing for me like it's and then i got my homie nico which is his partner both from indiana like he's just the same what you know dude it's yeah it's unreal 
That's crazy. I want to yeah, see. Man. I want to see how this grows and, and develops and evolves. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's a lane for this. It's like a huge I think, lane yeah, for this. Yeah, I believe so. Also, as well. and I also yeah. I, I, the way I feel with like festivals, the way I feel with like live performances and Showcase. live acts and showcases, I see EDM translating to something like this. Oh, I have a people, whole another project that I'm about to launch. Yeah, a whole another alias. Because that's the thing is that like we would see Daft Punk, right? Or like mm-hmm. we would see them and they'd be on keyboards and all types of like machinery. Oh, yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're doing this shit live, but probably they weren't. But mm-hmm. I think. People are gonna want to see that shit done live. You know who you really know? Close, uh, kills it is Disclosure. Yeah, watching yeah. them live, yes. like yeah, or even like Rufus to Soul. Like if, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but like same concept of like what Disclosure would be, but just the vibe and like how they break it down and like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's dope. There, there's something there. So like, do you think ultimately? I think you'd. I'd want to see you like in a festival. Oh, and that's my that's my goals. Right. Like, but, the, with the Buck brand, I'm probably going to go more bass heavy. I like the Buck brand. <laughs> with the Buck brand. With the Double B brand, yeah. I'm going to, you know, but I have a whole nother alias that I'm about to launch this summer. It's pronounced X's, but it's sexy backwards, so I'm bringing sexy back to house music. <laughs> so you doing like all genres. You do hip hop. You do. I love all music. That's my, cha- that's my problem because, like, I mean, unless I'd really love to take the Diplo approach because that motherfucker gets to play everything and do everything but it's so hard like when you get labeled as like a top 40 Red Bull DJ yeah. trying to tap into the house market they're like you don't know house music I'm like motherfucker I've been spending house music since I was 12 years old yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck do you know like mm-hmm. but you know when you get that label it's hard to like break that stigma Yeah. wait can you explain that more like what what is it about them that they they kind of because like when they see me only playing like on flyers for top 40 shit and like at real music events or someone in Austin that's throwing a house show that right. you know, I'm more than capable of opening up for, you know, trying to tap into that market. But they just look at me as like a top 40 DJ because I'm not really cranking out enough content for them to see on the house side, yeah. which could possibly be my fault as well. And like I said, the content. But yeah, it just makes it challenging to tap into that market. So in your head, do you say like, well, maybe I should start doing some house remixes or house edits as well? And I do. Yeah. But like it's, yeah. No, because, you know, <laughs> I know motherfuckers always get pigeonholed into one thing or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's so. tough to get out where it's like I, I can do a whole bunch of other stuff. And dude, and I love I, so much selection stuff, funky vibe. Like the older I get, like the groovier I'm transforming into because mm-hmm. like I can't do bah, 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 five hours of that shit. Like a few songs here and there, sure. Let's turn the fuck up, get a little bass face. But like mm-hmm. the sexiness is where it's at. Like, what would your ideal gig be if you could display all your skills and everything? How many hours would you want, and what would you want to do? Like, and and give me the time frames. Like the first half hour, hour, I would want to do this, and then move to this, and move to that. Kind of just depends on the vibe, because I mean, <sighs> ideally, ideally, it's your vibe, it's your, your night, night. ideally, your, I'd your start venue, off, whatever you want. Ideally, I'd start off with like some sexy, kind of like a supper club type shit, because which actually I do one in Austin, uh, Devil May Care, but. Uh, Kind of start off the night with some sexy funk selection esque vibes, and then as the night progresses, so get do a you have something like that in here that you that you could you could play? Oh yeah. That, let me. Can I hear it? Something as simple as keeping it, you know, sexy, but you know, still a little bass heavy, but sexy, but yeah, like yeah. warm up the night, and then just you know take them on that peak, and then just leave them on that high note by the end of the night, but just develop up into it.
Like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, God damn. Sounds dope, man. So that, you know, that's, that'd so be like, like early in the night. He just casually kills it and just comes back on the mic like, yo, pause. That's <laughs> early in the night? That's all right? like some turn-up like, shit. Time, I mean, that'd, that'd be like, but I mean, like the machine stuff wouldn't happen until like, you I know. It, yeah. So I mean, but I can accent stuff too, though, to where I'm fucking over here just, because like a lot, of the, a lot of the times, it's not always about fucking going crazy and like flexing on the drum machine. A lot of the times I can just play a song and... Accent shit on top of a song, or just take classic shit that we know. All the b-boy breaks and shit, like crazy, and just accent and stuff, like. But then as it progresses from there, we can go because, like, with my house shit that I want to do. It's like some one-man band shit. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like when Travis and AM, but he's he, one person. Yeah, but he can almost do like a variety show. Like, you know, yeah. you, you and Z-Trip were talking about having a rapper come out, just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super nice. Uh, doing some like work with the crowd, yeah. dropping some old school shit, redoing some old school samples, yeah. and then like reworking the old school samples, yeah. you know, like doing like some type of Mumaton remix, yeah. mm-hmm. and then like... You know, going. It's, it's going to be all genres. Like the whole the whole thing that I want is just a vibe. Yeah. Just come here, be ready for a good vibe. Never know what to expect. We can do a little turn up. We can get sexy. We can get nasty. We can get trappy. Like yeah. you just never know what to expect because like every week <clears throat> there's only there's so many there's almost too many options of where you can go yeah. with shit. No, there is, but it's yeah. all about how you like playing with Z Trip. I've learned so freaking much because he just knows how to talk to a crowd. Like we did a show in Houston together, and like. He set it up to where he's playing Revolver, you know, classic Mexican shit. And, like, it's mostly Mexicans out and for the – because it was, like, a hero uh, – was it uh, hero – I can't even pronounce it right now. Art <laughs> festival. Yeah. But nonetheless, what I'm getting at is, like, he finds a way to translate his to his crowd. So, like, he set them up with something they know, classic Mexican joint, and then drum and bass right after it. And he's got motherfuckers out here. Like, they probably never heard drum and bass in their life, but just how he sets it up wow. and takes you on that journey – that's his let's get weird crate. But like, yeah, like it's just finding a way to translate it. You can take anyone on a journey. You just got to set them up for it. You can't just be like quiet in a room and like all of a sudden turn the fuck up. Like, right, right. You got to set them up you for what's about them, to happen. You got to pull them yeah. in. And you got to earn their trust too. Where yeah. they're like, where you can take them on a ride, you know? For sure. With the new, uh, with the new upcoming of Latin music, did you just dive back into that, or were you always had that in your arsenal? I mean, everyone thinks I'm Puerto Rican anyway, so I might as well start <laughs> blending in. <laughs> so, I mean, we can do shit like... Because I saw, I, I, earlier when you were setting up, you were playing Celia Cruz, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. You You have cumbias on there too? Are you kidding me, man? This this bumper is going on the garage kind of. So so I have a question. When you like doing this on um, a show, Mm -hmm. like you have your turntables and you have your your machine. Mm -hmm. How how do you split it up? Like it's just that fine balance. Like like I said, like last night at Snapback, the at the booth at Commonwealth is I don't it looks like the Wild West fucking spider legs. So I mean like visually it wasn't really set up for machine stuff because like 
I try to have this on display. So Were you upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering, like, you have your. <laughs> he just the moved it. Yeah. And heard, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, it's sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> but you have it arched. Like up yeah, I do that visually. I learned that from uh, Inferno because, like, visual when it's like this, they from the outside looking in, they're like, well, okay, he's pushing buttons. But like, when you can see it towards you, or a lot of the times if they don't fucking see, I hold it up like, yo, motherfuckers, we're gonna do some live shit. Like, and like I said, chin music translates the best. So. It's so crazy that you have to dumb it down to that level. It, like, it's, like, it's, yo, I'm really uh, doing this. Unless yeah. I'm around, like, anytime I'm at like Nam or something like that, where people are nerds and they're fucking ready to see yeah. some cool shit like yo that's where i get the best engagement but just the everyday club stuff motherfuckers don't care yeah. they just yeah. play whatever the fucking hot 100 song is that they've heard a hundred times a fucking day and just that's all you got to do so <laughs> when let's say you're in a room right and and let's say a lot of your live production your live finger drumming isn't it's an, it's not translating to the room. Then that's when I just DJ. That's when you DJ. That's when I'm just like fuck y'all, y'all. So, especially if I was drinking whiskey, I would get on the mic and be like, "You fucking suck. You don't know what real shit is. So here's your basic bitch shit." <laughs> so that's happened to you before? Oh, many a time. Yeah. Do you come back to it, or you just stay in the, in the turntable? I'll just play to my role. Oh, okay. Or if I'm just like I'm at fuck you, ultimately I'm just like yeah, I'm gonna do me. They're I'm, still ready, get, I'm getting paid ready. either way. Y'all don't want to see real shit. That's fine. Like, but I mean, it's just like I said, it's about how you set them up to it and like. Playing with Z a lot, like I've learned how to like yeah, take well, a deep breath, find a way to translate it to him, and just set him up. I mean, because ultimately, one out of ten is gonna be like, "Yo, that was fucking dope." Mm-hmm. But the everyday people, like, you got Lizzo, you have that new fucking car, you like, <laughs> that's all they care about. I feel like the second the DJ or performer hates the crowd, it's like a rap. It's a rap. Yeah, you, that's why you always yeah. have to find. You have to like go to your Zen place mm-hmm. and be like, look. How, how do I to get back into yeah, it? Yeah, no, like how do I the, how do I entertain these motherfuckers? Because yeah. in the end, like, we, it's a, it's almost like a selfless job, right? Being a performer sometimes, like, you kind of gotta just kind of go deep down and say, look, calm calm the fuck down. These people are fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. But not only that, yeah. ultimately, we need to really take a step back and look at what we're getting paid to do. Yeah, we're getting yeah. paid to play other people's music and fucking making, especially out here in Vegas. I know y'all motherfuckers cleaning up. Well, I, well, I think I think what you're doing is more than that. I think you're, you. Know, oh, for sure. Yeah. But like, I mean, I mean, I'm just playing other motherfuckers' remi- exactly, yeah. songs yeah. and shit. I mean, <laughs> I'm technically playing other people's songs. It's just in my no, no, no. You're like remixing different, and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put your own salt and pepper in that shit. No, no, it's a it's a different process for sure. But like I, I know that the second I start hating the crowd, it's a wrap. Like I have yeah. to like literally. That's check. when I'm like straight to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> whiskey. You got yeah. to check yourself because if yeah. you don't check yourself, the night's just gonna get really. You're gonna riggedy wreck yourself. Really, I was gonna go for that cheesy jerk. Good job. <laughs> but it's kind of like it, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's almost like being on a bad date, right? Yeah. And you got to find some common ground to like. You can connect with her. You got to connect with the crowd somehow. So it's like really all about that. It's like as much as I hate the situation right now, I got to connect with them. Even if it's just you one gotta song. You got to make it work. Yeah. You got to find that and You got to find that connection. Because mm-hmm. once yeah. you get that connection, then you're like, oh, it's But I will bad, say you know? this. On the flip side of the request situation, there are been there have been times to where like, you know, I'm playing everything in the kitchen sink and these motherfuckers are still wallpaper. Yeah, and yeah. then someone comes up like, yo, you got this song? I'm like. I mean, I guess, but then it pops the place yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, off, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. that works what the magically. Fuck was it? I didn't even know I had this one yeah. and two. What the fuck? Like, well, back, like, yeah, back in the game, yeah. Back in the 
back in. Fuck all y'all. 100%. I remember I was doing like a Sweet 16 party. And I was playing a bunch of shit, and they were fucking hating me, all these little teenagers. Yo, the millennials are the worst. I'm borderline millennial <laughs> myself, but yo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and then they started requesting shit, and it was popping. I was like, all right, I'm just going to. And I just kept yo, taking requests. What I actually like, yeah, want to hear? Yeah, that that, that is the one perk of having internet these days, because yeah. like, if it wasn't in your crate, you're fucked. Oh, man, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I forget. There was this one song that I've never heard of that they loved. It was Yikin. You ever heard of that shit? You know what it is, right? <laughs> of course, Christian. Is, is that big for y'all? Like, what is it? Oh, Yakin, Yakin, Yakin. Only yikes I know is fucking the Kanye yikes. <laughs> Yakin. Uh, yeah, what, what year was this, Christian? Is that like with the Cat Daddy era? Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, two, two, thank you. This is like 2013. I thought, I thought Disco Inferno was coming. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Little Mama, yeah, show me God, we're old. <laughs> He's gonna start playing. But <laughs> see, like shit like that, yeah. why you would be doing that? Yeah, do it, do it, do it, fam. Do it. Do it. There we go. That was a big song though, right for y'all? Who's that by? Yakin? Yakin. It's Y-I-K-E-N. I've never played it. I, I, I yeah, should probably try to drop it. Is it a cousin of McConan? Like. Priceless The Rock. <laughs> I don't know. Priceless the Rock. Never the heard rock. of that. But that was a big song. I literally had to play that song three times. Yes. Sometimes you just gotta the, run that shit. And back. the crowd was going crazy when you they played were the kids. Wild. They just wanted to keep hearing it. Hey. They kept requesting it after I played it. They're like, "Can you play it again?" I'm like, yeah. "Remember when uh, the Wobble was out?" Vic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. Um, I used to do hip hop Tuesdays in Bloomington, so every Tuesday we have like a special hip hop cast. No, 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 no. This motherfucker didn't have enough music, so he did the Wobble three times in a row, wow. and they turned up to it three times. Wobble. in a row. <laughs> literally, back. He he's just like, kept removing. No, no, he could keep bringing that. He, he just looked back. at me. He's like, "Yo, run that bag." I'm like, "All right, motherfucker." It's kind of like a what the designer and panda when he would just uh, yeah, perform panda, that panda, shit like panda, three panda, times panda. a night yeah. yeah kevin hart killed it on the end of pets secret life of pets too though <laughs> did he well, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see that he remade it he was, he because he's the little rabbit in secret life of pets so he's like panda, <laughs> panda, panda. <laughs> now i'm gonna go watch that movie <laughs> i love cartoons i'll never grow up bro i'd rather watch a cartoon over anything else so working with z trip and stuff right mm -hmm. what's like i mean you say you've been learning a lot of shit what's like the number one shit that's helped you throughout this shit I mean, he's been in the game for yeah. The shit. knowledge this dude has, yeah, like it's dog, at least thirty. You can pop open the scratch DVD and look at his little fucking twenty-one year old ass yeah. in the back of that. Like it's unreal. And you know, honestly, uh, side note, not to get sidetracked, but the fact that a lot of these guys that I grew up like playlist retreat, prime example. I got my invite last year. Like yeah. I felt like I died and went to heaven. Really? But the fact that I'm getting recognition from the people that fucking inspired me to do what I do. Just right. like it's very, very humbling. Yeah, you got like Bismarck Key there. Probably Jesse Chef. Yeah. Newmark, right? Newmark yeah. yeah uh-huh. Yeah. Roots is there or uh, Quest Love. Quest showed up. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, the beat challenge that they put me in, it was me, Paz One, fucking Pete Rock, Joel Manduke, oh and started God, from scratch. Man, <laughs> like, that was our group. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got goosebumps when he said Pete Rock. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, there. man. Like, like how is it working with, like, these? Like I said, I, I, I don't have words to explain playlists, but the fact that Jazzy, like, dude, the fact that he's putting on and just, like, because it's, it's easy for us to get caught up in our lifestyle, and we don't really get the chance to come out and collaborate with others because we're too busy working. So he basically makes a summer camp for us to yeah. have our guards down. Not Because, like, it's like me coming up to you at the club in Vegas. Yo, man, no, 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 listen. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to work right now. Like, I get it's it. It's not a good time. It's not yeah. a good time to fucking wrap my ear off. But, yeah. like, he gives us a spot to, like, these are the people you need to fuck with. Yeah. Talk to each other. Collaborate. Ion is what he says, but it's like collaboration is what he's defining. But mm -hmm. collaboration, inspire, and uh, what's the third one? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the website, it's all there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, how did you hook up with um, Z Trip? So 2013, when I was in the three style, he, Z Trip, A Track, and Jazzy Jeff were the judges. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I did my shit. That was my second like national battle ever and i ended up taking what was 2013 2013 that was wasn't a chicago regional yeah i was yeah. Chicago. that's when i was still living in indiana that's when uh i think mike 2600 won it that year mm -hmm. and then uh yeah he just kind of kept his eye on me since then because i had the drum machine out but i wasn't really as flexing as hard as i should but he just kind of saw me kept an eye on me mm -hmm. and uh he had management at the time, but then he's always wanted to work with me. And then when he let go of his management, he finally had the opportunity. He, he reached out to me and he's just like, yo, we're going to try this. I want you to come here. And no, no, no. And what year was that when? 2016. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So right, like so 2016. Yeah, no, it was relatively recent. And then. Uh, so at, at this point, when you were doing those competitions, like, I mean, I'm looking at your resume. You did Master of the Mix 2012. Mm -hmm. 2012, you did Red Bull. 2013 Red Bull, and you 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 and were then like 2015. You were like the champ Midwest runner-up, uh, regional Chicago champ, third place. I mean, you did Insta Cuts in 2014. You did uh, Red Bull Three Style Southwest champ in 2015. Uh, U.S. finalist in 2015 too as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an ill-ass resume. So by that time, when you made the U.S. finals. Z Trip was like, yo, let's work together kind of afterwards, the year after. Well, it had nothing to do with the finals. He just didn't have the power to choose who he wanted to because oh, okay, his management okay. kind of controlled. Yeah, 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 like his management was kind of controlling. You know, he didn't really have the power to say. Mm -hmm. and so. Like the creative freedom to just work yeah, with motherfuckers. Yeah, because yeah. like they'd be like, oh, no, we're going to use this guy and no, 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 instead. So it's, yeah. Yeah. But, but did, were you showcasing your finger drumming talents at that time kind of or not? 2015, really? yeah. yeah. All day, yeah, no, because, uh, yeah. And, and that's that's really what like put the icing on the cake for him then was because he was also the judge then in 2015, mm -hmm. and then that's the year uh, Espinosa won it. No. no, 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 no. That was a uh, who the fuck man? They all fucking blur together to me. <laughs> <laughs> Espinosa was last year, right? No, he was no. two years. No, Lazy no, Boy no. was last year. Espinosa was the year before that. Oh, U.S. So, finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and right. then uh, 17. Who yeah. the fuck won that was year? It, um, who was 16? He won. I know Espinosa won yeah. the day for our because that's when they did finals for three days and it was just stretched out too far. Think it's worth a Google, anyways. If you Google that shit, you'll <laughs> think Jamie's on it right now. <laughs> yeah, so then y'all started working together, and then what was initially his idea to work with you? Uh, he just wanted to collaborate on some stuff and kind of like the form, like Voltron, is I mean, a little more developed uh, down the line. But, but like, did, he, did you know that was it 
when you guys linked up, was it more for like kind of studio production or did he know he wanted to incorporate you in a live capacity? No, he wanted to incorporate in the live capacity. So basically, I think the first show we did was, uh, where did we go, Beta in Denver? Mm-hmm. And then uh, brought me out. So I was kind of like the opener. And this is before we kind of did our little back-to-back thing. Now we have like we have our chemistry and like everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. So like we have you know we had, yeah. So it's easier for us to read off each other. But back then that was just kind of like testing the waters, see how we work together, kind of you know how we get along and like the stuff like that. And then it just now nah, it's literally mom and dad. Like anytime like Yulia is my mom straight right. up, and then like that's dad. So like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all been working like what four years now? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So wait, when when 2018 came and the Goldie Awards, you know, we're doing the beat battle. Mm-hmm. What made you want to enter that? The only reason why I do battles because it forces me to work on my craft. Right. Whereas you know it's easy for us to get stagnant and just have our usual because you're forcing you're mm-hmm. forcing yourself to set a goal. Yeah, you're forcing media. yourself to be creative, and I've always been a competitive type of person. So like, and when I commit to something, nothing else matters. But it, I have a question because you know you, you know you're nasty on the machine, and mm-hmm. you know you're nasty with production and DJing. So do you think sometimes that can be, um, do you think that can kind of set you back because you need to be constantly challenged and if you're not challenged, you might not be as productive sometimes? Pretty much. Yeah. That's why, that's why I force myself to get into battles mm. just because like it, it forces me to hone in on what I need to and like not just be content and just right, like right. go with the everyday flow of things. It's kind of like a, a weird situation, like when you know you're the best or you know you're one of the best mm-hmm. and you're, you're at the top level of your game. How do you continue to push yourself? Stay there. Yeah. Stay at that level. Well, you stay right. there, but it's also humbling losing, too, because like yeah. I lost to uh, – fuck, I can't even remember her name. I'm, I smoke too much weed. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Espinosa was 2015, 2016 was Trey's, 2017 was East, 2018 was Ease. Espinosa again, and then 2019, Lazy You know who took the most money out of everyone? Trentino, that motherfucker got fifty thousand dollars for the U.S. Finals. Wow! Oh wow! I got five thousand for the qualifier, twenty fifteen, and then, no, not thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I got five thousand for the qualifier. Trentino beat me in Chicago. He got ten thousand. I got another five thousand. So I got ten thousand just making the regionals. <laughs> and then when he won the U.S., he got twenty five thousand on top of that. Wow! And now they don't pay. The now they don't. You don't even. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, now they don't pay them anything. Nah, huh? wow. you just get glory. Wow, wow, man. In a hotel room. Well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Damn, they're not gonna call you back. Bro. I mean, hey, that's all right. I'm sh- your your trophies are collecting dust on my cloth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> Spicy, uh, that, but it's it's it's. I mean, I I I guess we should ask Red Bull that one day why they. It's, it depends well, on the management company that runs it because they kind of change over the years. Like whoever is in charge of it, like the management company that had a 2013 were fucking, they weren't afraid to spend money. But like as the other company took it over, like they're like, fuck that, we're cutting all the budgets. Like I just lost valet parking at W Hotel because they comped $25,000 a month in parking. So I don't get to park there no more when I show up to my gig. So I'm like, if I'm late, it's because I'm parking. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Goldie Awards, is there is there prize money? Is there anything? Uh, no prize money, but uh, you, uh, I still haven't put You get a, for the beat battle, you get a track put out on Fool's Gold, which mm. I still have yet to do. Damn, so it's been Al- two years, my man. Elaine, is I'm it, coming I'm about to say, later. is that Fool's Gold? Um, yeah. Is, that's the reason why they haven't put anything out because of them? No, it's more on him. It's, it's more, more on me. Oh, okay. I mean, I've sent him a few projects, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, this sample's been used here, mm, and okay. this. Yeah. So, you sent me a track. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, 
yeah, I just need to get off my ass. I'm I'm a big procrastinator, and that's that's my I'm my own worst enemy. I give more people advice than I take from myself. I know yeah. I have everyone in the game. I have all the tools that I need. I just mm-hmm. don't utilize them myself. I put more people on than I do myself. Do you have management right now? No, I'm all independent. All independent. Mm-hmm. So do you, that's something a manager would probably potentially. Have to, but I'm know. talking with Nicole, which is Jazzy's manager, like, uh-huh. and they have room to pick up some artists. And her and I have been talking. That'd be great. So it's, yeah, you know, it's potentially. I have stuff in the works, but. I like being independent though because like if I'm already established why do I need to give you a fucking percentage well like to so, a degree yeah. but a, a lot of the times with management though like they they have the plug to get you in there or yeah keep you on time and respond to your emails on time not only that they, they can <laughs> yeah. sometimes if they're if they're really good they can creative direct your oh, career sure. well they have a vision because they've right. been in that type of industry and yeah. where I'm just the artist that gets focused on the music they yeah. can you know kind of like, the back know, office. like a mm-hmm. smart like if I was to manage you or whatever I'd be like look uh you know, festival season's coming up, and they're gonna start. I don't know when they do the bookings, but I'll be like, look, they're gonna start doing the bookings. I don't know when they announce or whatever. So like, yeah. look, they're gonna start doing bookings in like November, December. Let's start getting tracks out. Let's start doing. Let's get a little more profile on you. Let's get a little let's more. Get buzz. some juice going. Let's yeah, get yeah. some fucking and then, blogs. So like, and it's it's all about really kind of like timing everyone's uh, timing. Uh, Strategically the artists, placement. Yeah. Of, yeah. Timing mm-hmm. the artist's schedule to like highlight what they're doing mm-hmm. so the bookers can take notice and it gives the like me the ammunition to sell i can like send them content be like look look what Buck's he's doing, doing this look he's been he's doing, doing this yeah. he's been doing that it's yeah. kind of like it'd be a perfect bill for yeah. you a, a prime you're... example of someone who i've been following a lot and it comes kind of repetitive after a while but gary v yeah, it's very fucking repetitive, but he's saying it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Content, content, content. It doesn't fucking matter what it is. Content, like mm. my most played shit, I put out as a joke. But because I put it out as a joke, that shit went viral. Mm-hmm. But when I fucking put my heart and soul, or like people that overthink shit and just don't do it, like five likes, they don't get yeah, it. It's like <laughs> timing is everything. One, just like timing, and but a lot of it's luck too. Yeah. So it's like it's that fine balance. Mm-hmm. But if you never put it out. How the fuck are you gonna like you know so. get that recognition? Yeah. People I tell hear it. I tell a lot of producers or like DJs who are starting to produce and stuff. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I tell a lot of uh, producers or DJs who are trying to produce to try to like just put it out. Like they try to like hold on to everything and yeah, just put it. They out. just yeah. want something to be so perfect. They want it to be like you know. If, if, keep you wait, it simple. If you wait too long, you're like you're, you miss the curve. Miss the, yeah. Exactly. They yeah. want it to be like Eminem, like lose yourself. Like it has to be like this huge <laughs> record that goes does monumental like you know shit. But don't think, like, yeah. just do. Mm-hmm. Keep it at the end of the and, and the more yeah. you put it out, the more feedback you get, the more you understand the market. You and understand the, and what the hits. bigger arsenal of stuff that you have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and that's like I said, I, you're you're talking about me pretty much because I've been sitting on shit for fucking the longest. Nah, but it's you know what's crazy is that you have self awareness. I do, but you I know? still don't activate on it. It's still time. <laughs> you still got time. Yeah, yeah, I don't man. know. This you hairline's know? going that fast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's still time, yeah, man. Like, like, <laughs> y'all, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I get surprised because, like, I feel like at a certain point there was a, you know, there was a point where, like, you ha- there was an age time. There was a limit. Mm-hmm. Like at this age, you had to do you this had and to at be this at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Like now, I feel like it's like it, the lines are a little blurred. A little. Bit, you know? If Benny oh, Benassi is still DJing in the yeah. club, bro, yeah, I, I know I got at least twenty more years. But <laughs> it's kind of like back in the day we were talking about rock and roll, like you know Aerosmith and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And Jay Z is like you know putting out records at like fifties and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm looking at DJs in their fifties and sixties, and they're doing better than they ever did in their ever yeah. career. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even you never like. The venues you're DJing at and the way you're sounding in the clubs now, mm-hmm. I think you're at, you know, I never thought, you know, you could peak 
but you're like you're. I don't you're know peak, about you're the peak then, but no, but I'm, I'm saying like staying, striving up. I'm just you're still climbing. You're still climbing. That's what I'm saying. Stagnant. Stagnant. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Well, like, a lot of people that started out DJing when I started DJing, they're like kind of still the, in that old school mentality. And yeah. they hit the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's just like yo, it doesn't stop. Like you continue as long as you continue to evolve and adapt. And there's a self awareness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now, I, I can't wait to see Never just doing the. No, yeah, not. Never, never start doing that shit. I'll tell you right now. Start with your chin and work from there. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> it translates way better. I'm telling you. I want to talk more about the the playlist retreat. Okay. Because we never get invited. We'll never yeah, get. We'll invited. Never, we would get never get. First invited. and foremost, with that fucking attitude, no. We would never get invited. We were like we were like the last people to get invited <laughs> yeah, ever. I guess you guys can come. No one wants to show which, up. Which I've, I'm fully I accepted. It's all good. Yeah. But when you're over there, right? What is the one thing that you guys like? Is there some type of secret like cult shit? Do you guys like do anything weird? Uh, so we show up and we get a cup of Kool Aid, and then we all stand <laughs> in the this, circle. This is real. This is real. No. <laughs> but it's actually all wear Nikes, <laughs> all white shoes, no, all black tees. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, sleep better when you're there? You're there? Not really, honestly. I mean, we do, but like he, he has uh, basically his, he bought his neighbor's lot because he, it started with like what, 20, 30 people. And then this was his, what, third or fourth year he did it. And we had 110 people staying at his place. Oh, wow. But like he bought his neighbor's uh, lot next to him and then just put a circle of campers out there. Oh, wow. So we all basically wow. have little roommates and so we can bunk up and stuff. But uh, who was your roommate? Uh, it was Cutso. Uh, Trey's was with me, mm. and we got to get Trey's on here. Yeah, shout out to Trey's and Cutso. So, we <laughs> so yeah. it was like four in the, in the um, room, sharing the room together. Yeah, I give it a take. I mean, because like Trey's and I had bunks. There was like a bedroom in the front, and then the, how about the ask you have bunker beds? I'm not mad at it. I put my ambient noise in my ears to block out Cutso snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine like bunking with like Bismarcky. You know that motherfucker. Oh, oh man, yo, Biz got a fucking. He probably be beatboxing in his. Bro. <laughs> that dude is the funniest motherfucker, though. And he has the mind of an elephant. He was reminding Trey's of stories from way back when. And Trey's, uh, I'm sorry, Craze. And uh, he was like, that wasn't me. And then like, he got further into detail. I was like, oh, fuck, that was me. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. <laughs> he, he, yo it's Bismarck, he is like an insane collector. Flyers. Flyers everything. Toys, everything. Toys. Records. 45. Cereals. <laughs> so yeah, every, cereal. Is, is every, yeah, cereal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is everyone bringing like... Shots Yoda. Like... Rare vinyl and all of the shit to sample, or it's just kind of no, like not like that. When he had a Jazzy had Gene Brown out there, which he was selling. You know, he had a record collection down in his basement that we can go through and dig oh, through wow. and collect oh, and man. shit like that. So That's like crazy, and uh, he also followed uh, Gene followed Jeff on his uh, forty five tour too. So like he had the whole trailer of records, and they do a little pop up <laughs> shop everywhere that they went, but. Jesus. Damn. So it's more must so be nice. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Shout out to Jeff. We see you. I'll be, looking, I'll be looking at the Instagram stories with these motherfuckers. I'll be like, must be nice. Must, know, must nice. be nice. <laughs> Especially if you see somebody you know, it's like, damn, man, this motherfucker got I'm actually right. happy. I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's some good shit. Yo. Like, what is that motherfucker doing there? I was wanting to know what the vibe is. Everyone leaves there like. Inspired. Uh, ready to collaborate. Yeah, like super emotional. Like, yo, like. You know, like blew my mind. Like yeah, I'm, a, it's, it's, I'm a different person. Like you know, <laughs> it's I'm wondering real. what are y'all doing? Like y'all doing some nasty shit. So right? like we have keynote speakers and stuff like during the day. So I mean, it's somewhat scheduled like a summer camp to a degree because he has activities and we have you know keynote speakers. Like we had Kenny Gamble come out and fucking tell us his whole oh, catalog wow, history Damn. and wow. like yeah, bro, it's, it's what y'all eating. 
It's a fat boy question. <laughs> Chef for Hire was out there whipping it up. Like we had one night to where it was uh, infused food. And that's that's the first night. That's like the that's the opener because basically, <laughs> basically he comes through, gets us all fucked up, and, lo- and gets us all loose. So it's like our introduction for everyone, and it's like, yo, Damn. yeah. But they have non-infused options for those that don't partake. <laughs> Do you guys have like a crying session where you guys are in a room like forced Just to cry? Uh, he collects the tears and then has them in a jar. Say like twenty seven. You ever went to like a youth group camp, like for like a Christian youth group camp? No, I was poor. <laughs> huh? I mean, it's a, it's a I went to a retreat. Yeah, um, a religious retreat. They, they always like make you cry at one point. You never had that. I shit? never been to no. that one. Okay, no, I went to a weird one. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture them being like, yo, like, you know, it's your first year. You got to go to the cry room. Like, <laughs> 20 minutes of crying. Confess on some dark ass secret, strip naked, and then have, we're like, we'll throw fucking, we'll tar and feather you down, and then you got to cry and shit. No? Nothing like nah. that. Three virgin marriages. Nah. So, it, what did you gather from that experience? Wait, that was the first time you got invited? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that was my first time ever. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. What did you get? Did you, I mean, you must have felt some type of like, confirmation like damn like you know i'm being not my talents are being acknowledged oh no right? dude i had to change my panties like every day because like Jesus. i'm considered one of them right because <laughs> 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 no. like i said <clears throat> that was really visual for me i'm sitting right next to little d now they're wet right now <laughs> but pause, no pause, so pause. like it's uh now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> you were changing your panties. <laughs> uh, so no, like it's it's like I said, very humbling because like I'm considered one of the elite, but like I still feel like I'm a kid in the game, and like you know it's hard for me to yeah, yeah. accept yeah. that. But like you have to put your fucking poker face on because you're here for a fucking reason. So mm-hmm. it's like collaborate, network. Like that's why we're here. Like get inspired, meet people you haven't. You seen. can't really like, fan out though. You no, gotta I mean, stay no, cool. You, be like, you can, but like at the end of the day, we're all fucking professionals. So like. I, I I honestly don't get starstruck. I'm just curious to pick brains, but yeah. I, like I'm the worst with conversations. So it's like, yeah, like I have no game and shit like that. Like I'm fucking, I'm the worst with conversations. So I'm just asking the most basic questions, and it's just like, <laughs> why are you talking to me, dude? Fuck off! Like, <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. Cause I saw him at nap, and I went up to him, and he's like, he was mad cool with me. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone's cool with you. I mean, you're yeah. like surprisingly <laughs> likable. I don't know why. <laughs> No, it's funny because uh, and then I saw him. I was like, "Oh, let me go say what's up to him." But then like Z Trip approaches him, and I'm like, "Well, I can wait." And then <laughs> later on, I was like, "Yo, like, what's up?" But yeah. he was mad dope. Like, so that's what I'm like. Ah, was maybe. there anybody that you were surprised that was like maybe a, a, like kind of a fan of you at that retreat? I mean, I'm they're like, "Whoa, just Blaze likes my." Kind of like took you by. You're like, "Oh shit!" shit I thought just Blaze had to use my machine. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Spice. Nah, we uh, we had a little jam session uh, last South by. That's dope. And. Uh, he was late, of course, and uh, so I held it down till we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Just Blaze is the late one. I feel like Just Blaze don't give a fuck about no. anything. Yo. I know. He don't give he, a fuck. You understand what he made? Uh, scoreboard. <laughs> Just look at his scoreboard. Yeah. <laughs> even when you had, don't know? Even when Just Blaze had that competition. Remember he had that, uh, that thing with uh, Swiss Beats? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the beat battle. In, uh, yeah. Oh, he's... Hot 97. Yo, he... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he didn't even give a fuck that when that was that, when that was going on. Yeah, Swiss... And then, like, when I look at, like, the... Uh, like, Fate to the, Black? 
Fade to Black. The Jay Z movie. He, he yeah. looked like he didn't give a fuck about like nah, Jay Z. <laughs> he was like collecting video games and shit. Jay Z was like, "Yo, I told you, you gotta get your shit together." I know, right? <laughs> That's funny, man. So what's next for you? South by Southwest is coming up, right? South by Southwest. Me and my Tampa crew are coming over. We're gonna throw a South by Southeast takeover during South by Southwest. And oh, nah, it's, it's just a fucking joke, but double on time. Yeah, no, we got a South by Southwest, but unfortunately, they freaking did winter music conference the same week of music week as south by so i'm kind of torn between the is two. that different like what when was it was it like usually different? winter music's like the week after south by mm. oh, i thought it was the week before but now yeah because there's south by is two weeks you got film week and then music interactive week and then usually winter music conference follows mm-hmm. but uh this year they're like fuck south by and booked it the same week so how is south by southwest uh we got invited to some st- shit over there but it, i've never been, every year I've so like been. i've been in austin for this will be my sixth year now and uh every year it kind of changes but uh last year was actually very dope but uh there's some years where it's like very corporate and like south by is supposed to be about you know Artists. getting inspired and seeing music yeah. and seeing stuff but like when coke and pepsi and all these fucking big corporations are coming in and it's invite only type shit like you're ruining the vibe of what south yeah. by is not only that with half of la and new york coming to us now like our music scene legit is getting pushed out because like all these condos are getting built and they're suing the bars for having too fucking loud of music. Mm. And like you're killing the vibe of what the street used to be because you want to fucking live in this condo that they sent engineers over to prepare to like block out the noise, but then they cut corners on the cost and fucking don't do it. So, you know, it's like, it's going to be interesting this year. How, when did uh, South by Southwest start getting really, really corporate? <sighs> like, Five years ago? Fuck no. South by has been over for fucking like what twenty plus years. I actually did the very first collaboration when it left South by and in Germany at Frankfurt and they did a collaboration with uh Mercedes. That's why they have the uh <clears throat> we now have the Mercedes go whatever those little go cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Open up for Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Buck Rogers with Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, that motherfucker's a pimp. Dog, <laughs> he punk. had his gold on, his gold, everything. He's a keynote speaker. Like, yo, he's a pimp. He's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's still I kicking. I think he had passed. No. He's still kicking. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but Buzz yeah, Aldrin. I'm curious to see uh, how South by goes this year. It's. I remember when it started getting crazy when like Diddy would show up, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing there? Now, when Kanye was showing up, that's when it got nasty, like 2010, 2011. I remember that's yeah, when yeah, everybody yeah, that's was, was. Jay Z was pulling up all that shit. Wasn't it? Isn't like a um um, um film showcase or that's that's the week before. So yeah, oh, like so a lot of weeks. that's what it is. It's kind of right. like a miniature Sundance film exactly. festival that's type what shit where they yeah, have uh-huh. yeah, documentaries. But it's film and, and music, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. But the, the, the music is what's the the, the main main course. Yeah, and the main focus is the music because like the film week's only like Thursday through Saturday. Oh, I got and then music week's like Monday to Sunday. So typically, like all of these, like during South by Southwest, like Scratch Bastard will have a barbecue, right? Usually, usually, I don't think he's doing it this year, but I think we are doing a South by playlist edition. Okay, cool. Anything else you can kind of tease about South by Southwest? Uh, We're doing the most official, unofficial party Wednesday at a summit with me, Newmark, Jazzy Jeff, uh, Caper, Ferno. And wow. special guest artist that I'm not allowed to pronounce, but if you look hard on the flyer, you might be able to see who I'm talking about. It's like mm. Where's Waldo? Mm. That's crazy. Pretty much. Have you worked with Inferno before? Oh no, no DJ Inferno. But oh, yes, DJ I have Inferno. played oh. with uh, Inferno. Yeah. Oh, okay. How was how was that? Eric's freaking dope, dude. Like yeah. it, it, it kind of blows my mind though because he calls me now for like, hey, how do you do this or like, how do you fucking like, really? <laughs> yeah, like That's it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's very humbling. But yeah, so wow. him and I share secrets and fucking just yeah. And he has his mixed major school that he's doing now, which is pretty cool because he's giving back to the community and 
giving music to kids because like for me school wasn't my thing like i couldn't focus academically but i love music and i love art so mm-hmm. like not everyone you know everyone learns differently so it's right, right. like find that passion and like i said with the gary v stuff like i really love them because you know if college isn't your thing you don't have to do it like mm-hmm. It's all about who you know, not what you know. Yeah. But what you know That's will keep you alive. Fact. What you know will keep you alive. Mm-hmm. But who you know is what gets you the opportunity. So right. exactly, yeah. it's all about the circle you surround yourself with. What is that mm-hmm. saying? Like who you know will get you to the door. Your network is your net worth. And then wh- and what you know will keep you inside. Some shit like that. Like that. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, bars. About <laughs> <laughs> bars. So yeah. So I, so you have you're developing your own machine. Mm-hmm. When what? is that going to drop? Uh, it's literally still in like my head. It's not even on a blueprint yet. But, but they're talking to you. Oh no, I'm doing it independently. Oh, you are. Oh no, yeah. I might. I might. No, no, no. Fuck no. I still pay for these things. Oh really? Because I use Serato. <gasps> Damn. Wait, but why would that? Why would that matter? Because the cute is like cute. Tractor. They have Tractor. Oh, because they got a relationship with Tractor. Well, they own Tractor. Oh. Na- Native Instruments is like machine. So tractor, you wouldn't switch over to Tractor. I mean. <laughs> If he get a sponsorship, <laughs> shout out to Kirk Connors. <laughs> no, Sonny James, Sonny and Matt take too good care of me. So no, right. never. That's never. crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So wait, you're developing your own? Like I'm building mine from scratch. Oh shit! Kind of like how the Q did with his little Thud Rumble Phantom Box. Yeah. I'm gonna do. I'll probably start something prototype, or I might even start with like an app from there. But like for me personally, I'm gonna have my own drum machine. Ooh. And then, because I mean, I'm a nerd. I, like I said, I have a lot of hats. Well, Elec- yeah, I mean, electrical engineering and stuff like that, I love. Like mm-hmm. This sounds like something Serato yeah. will want to link up with you with, yeah. right? Potentially. Like, yeah. I mean, I have some features on it because I'm going to incorporate turntablism with this too. Right. So, like, it's probably going to be a crossfader on I mean, Pioneer okay. would, I mean, it would be smart for Pioneer to even I mean, talk potentially to you about that, right? what I could, like, my goal is to either develop it and then pitch it to one of the companies, see who'd be interested, or potentially, like, build my own and then partner with some of them and then have, like, my own version mm-hmm. with one of those companies. Didn't Pioneer just drop, like, a drum pad CDJ kind of? Yeah, that's the 1000. They that's did that, like, 1, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Do you, have you used that? I have two of them. And that's with my ex's brand, like, that's more so what I'm focusing on. Because I'll be CDJs and then the 1000, so I can just show up with my fucking... The thumb drives. That's all I need to DJ. No backpack, no nothing. Oh, like, everything's on my rider. Show up, stick, in-ears, done. Wow. Because my back is not liking this fucking... <laughs> nah. So, wait, you can, fl- you can fly just the same as this, this machine... As you can on the yep. that CDJ or yep. what, is it? It's called a CDJ. It's what is the it? it's DDJ one thousand. DDJ one thousand. And it, like, what's cool about that? It even has a sequencer at the bottom. Mm. So like, I can like play some shit, hit the sequencer, record the loop in line, which you can on this too. But you get a visual reference because you have like a legit sequencer. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, dude. Honestly, when I first saw it, no shots, I was like, who the fuck took a CDJ and put drum pads on it? Right. But it <laughs> yeah. looks so fucking dope. But like then, when like, I saw it. out of all the things, like, I literally, as soon as they sent me one, I, like, within an hour, fucking had it all figured out, dialed in, and it's like. Really? So did you uh, buy it, that, or did they lace you up with that? No, they laced me. And nice. then I, I won another one, and the, the Goldie Awards. Oof. No. So I'm, <laughs> the, like, the, the stuff I'm going to start doing is. Two drum machines. So are you talking to Pioneer at all or no? Oh, yeah, no. Lars and I, yeah, I, knew. I love Pioneer. Okay. They, they take good care of me. Like, I just played at their booth in Nam. Like, like, last year they sent you out to um, 
Um, what's it? Well, um, well Miami, Miami. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the the little workshop for Winter Music Conference. Winter Music yeah, Conference. That's, yeah, exactly. that's why I'm in a conflict because yeah. they wanted me there this year again. But mm-hmm. like, with you can't everything, do it cause yeah, because I'm getting, unless they want to send the PJ. But you know, <laughs> the public jet, the public jet, <laughs> <laughs> the public jet. What is that, coach? Jet. That's coach. That's a fucking uh, fire exit, bro. PJ, <laughs> PJ coach. Uh, so, uh, what do you call it? So. With Pioneer, are they working, working with you? Like, are you gonna have something coming out with them or no? Are you affecting like the next? I mean, DJ if I if, if I get off my ass and start putting a bug in there, I'm sure we can definitely make it happen. I mean, yeah, I, think that's something, I think that's something you can make happen and work with Serato because you know, 100. Like, percent I've been talking with Sonny and Matt about that. I'm, honestly, there's some features that I want in Serato that can kind of incorporate finger drumming with the cue points and stuff. So like, right? Yeah. yeah. The fact that we don't have a sampler to where I mean, Tractor's always had it with the remix decks, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the sampler, dude. All we need to be able to do is just curate little files to where like, okay, here's a little set, drag and drop, boom. Now they're all on the sampler. That might be mm-hmm. insane if you could do like infinite amount of cue points. So if I see yeah. this come yeah. out after this podcast and I don't get my royalties, <laughs> I'm coming after Call them out. TM, Sonny. TM, trademark, trademark, trademark. It's so crazy <laughs> because there's so many markets that you could tap into to actually like really affect the industry. Yeah. And what and, and right now I'm a free a- goes, I'm, I'm a free agent yeah. right now. So like I'm just kind of laying back being the social butterfly and work because I'm not in contract with anyone. Yeah. I'm like I'm not officially with anyone in particularly so for those looking to shop yeah. i feel like 2020 <laughs> though i feel like this this has to be the year oh, 2020 you vision 2020 vision you got to get management nah, it's, i'm already in talks with them like yeah. i said with nicole and jazzy and them yeah. like it's because all of these things that we're talking about they should i mean they they got to get you need help you, you can't you, do it you, nah. need, you need help Trust. pushing it along Trust. and to I, keep communication going exactly, you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah. these 100%. are like really kind of big things that uh that that can evolve from all of these like you can affect like the equipment we're working with oh, and, yeah. and, the, and the and the programs and I'm everything. trying to get royalties. We're getting I mean it's coming to an like well, Does I mean, that happen when you help develop a, a product uh do you get royalties from it? You can do it two ways. You can either just get bought out 100% or yeah. for each unit sale you get like a royalty just like you would music. Right. Like it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's ways I feel like it. Pioneer would just give you like a one time check. They wouldn't give you royalties for some shit, would you? Depends <laughs> on how my lawyer sets up the contract. <laughs> <laughs> It should, it should be uh, royalties because he's creating a pattern. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That be, uh, interesting, though. Yeah. But then, okay. Unless it's a big check. Yeah. Yeah. That's my 401k right I there. Wanna, <laughs> I wouldn't want the big check. I want to know what the, what the, what do you call it, what the payout is or what the opportunities are for, like, product development when you reach a certain stage like where you are, where you've mastered a craft as so you well. have mm-hmm. and the equipment and you're kind of ahead of the equipment. Would you say? Oh, for that's, sure. It's kind of a rare thing, like with Qbert and turntablism, right? Where he was kind of ahead yeah. of the actual equipment that was available, yeah. And like you right now, where you're ahead mm-hmm. of what is available on the equipment. That's insane. That's yeah. I want to see what happens, man. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Can't wait. The 2020 yeah. vision. Send us a free that. one too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For uh, no reason. I guess. <laughs> each Sign of each of us. Each nah. of us. <laughs> so we could just be, we'd be like, oh, okay, this is cool. This do IG stories. <laughs> so, are you going to do any festivals? I would love to see you on a festival. Uh, well, ironically enough, uh, me and my homies are throwing our own festival in Vietnam in November. Vietnam. Vietnam. Wow. Yeah, taking if my this, girl to her if hometown. This coronavirus uh, smooths over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing no different than a flu. Drink your fucking waters and wash your hands, man. <laughs> 
I was my mom gave me the worst advice. Oh, that was I the greatest. That, Can you please say it? <laughs> she she told me to drink a lot of water so I can wash the virus down because once it get into your stomach once once the virus gets into my stomach my stomach will kill the virus yeah mama shout to mom I've also about. heard someone in England killed it with whiskey really alcohol he was just drinking honey and whiskey so he got it and then that was his antidote it's more prone to like older people he has like to be black that's a black guy that said that <laughs> so, nah all of his Hennessy he, he didn't say Hennessy <laughs> he said whiskey so I'm, a a I'm half black, but I'm crown guy. Like I can't do that. <laughs> Hennessy's way too. Yeah, yeah crown, not, crown apple. Is, I crown apple. No, no, I had that. Dude. No. That was great. The green apple. No, nah. no. Yeah. Can't mess with that. That shit is way too sweet. Have you had peanut butter whiskey though? No, no. never had that. That shit sounds crazy. It's very sweet, but like you can literally drink this shit with milk. It's screwball. Like this, this, this the one to do. It's product plug, yeah. <laughs> <But, laughs> <laughs> peanut but butter whiskey. <clears throat> Jesus I, know, yeah, I never even heard of that. It's yeah. very, it's very. It sounds interesting, but like, dude, it's fucking fire. Hey, it's, I want, I want to know, uh, <clears throat> how was the Austin scene like? Like, uh, what, what is it like in Austin? I've, I've only DJ there once, and it was probably. Like I was in an empty club and they wanted EDM all night and it was like weird. Where are we at Summit? I don't know where it was. It was <laughs> a long time Rooftop ago. Spot? This was like maybe ten years ago. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just graduating. But how was But how was how was the scene in, in Austin? Uh, like I, I said, would I would I would imagine it would be more of a bar scene or mostly yeah we don't really have too many like big big clubs or nothing like we're not like, Houston and Dallas are way different than Austin because right. like Austin was never really intended to have the amount of traffic that we do it's now. like a it's like a down south Portland two hundred people a day moved to Austin oh supposedly. But is that, um, that's not that's nothing, right? That's not two hundred two hundred people day. a day. Is that a bro? lot? That's a lot, bro. Right? Two hundred a day? Are you <laughs> fucking a day? Cr- cricket? Really? Six thousand a month? But I don't know. I'm not good with math. <laughs> <laughs> I can only is that count a lot. Eight. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. But uh, well, well, what, what do I know? Shit. <laughs> I, I have a DJ podcast. Okay, so <laughs> so two hundred people a day. That's an, that's an astounding number. You just so, come to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's seventy three thousand a year, and about yeah, you're good. Six thousand a month. Yeah, six thousand a month. That's a lot of fun. I'm people. Asian. I gotta, uh, yeah. I gotta know that. numbers. He call. had that little the, the slider count. He's like, oh, no, but, uh, what's that called? Like the, 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 the hangover. The number? The no, no, no. The little the Chinese, the Chinese math shit yeah. that they do. <laughs> the Chinese Not Chinese. Korean. Korean. I, don't know. I, no, I was about to say I don't know what type of Asian you are, but. <laughs> We're all the same in the end, right? <laughs> uh, but no, back to what we were saying. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, with half of LA and everything coming in, like our music scene is really getting pushed out. Like we don't really have many big clubs. We have a few, but like there's only one promoter that really throws events, and that's real music events. And wow. it's like, and it's mostly house oriented. Like, so it's it's not easy for a DJ in Austin, is it? Not really. Wow. I mean, average pay on Sixth Street. You're like for Sixth Street of all things, it's kind of like a miniature Bourbon Street for us because like Sixth Street's the college town. With UT, like we have forty thousand students, so it's mm-hmm. like there's a big college town. It's a party town, but Sixth Street is like the Bourbon Street, and like there's hundred and fifty bars just within a four block radius. Yeah, that shit is crazy. I've been there. But it's like you start on the most ratchet of ratchet, which you get like a hundred bucks a night, and then you make your way down. Like they don't pay more than like two fifty on Sixth Street a night. I got on a weekend period. Wow. I was lucky enough. The only reason why I did six street, cause there was two bars that I messed with after I got established and they were paying me like 500 cash to wow. do two hours. That's a lot then 
for yeah for for Sixth Street. That's like three DJs in one night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so crazy because like uh like uh what do you call it? I speak to some DJs that you know open and and do some like lounges and shit, and it's like the pay hasn't gone up at all. And I, it's almost to the point where I talk to some homies and I'm like, yo, I remember like when I made 500 for the first time in New York and that mm. was like a big deal. And that was like 2002, 2003. Yeah. I was and a sophomore like, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, but I'm, I think it's like everyone talks about the minimum wage, like how it hasn't gone up much or whatever. Like we got to raise the minimum wage. But I look at like DJ pay mm. and that shit hasn't gone up at all. Like nope. it. Yeah. Nah, man. Well, if you think about it, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. depends, though. Because like it, it depends, like I said, who you know, what you know, all that shit too. But like leaving home, like when people see you working outside of your city, yeah, like it makes your value significantly higher. Because yeah, exactly. like they see you grinding elsewhere, so it's like, well, what's he doing that's different? Or like you know, like, right, right, you gotta get. It's, it's just all an image. It's just a fucking like Instagram is just a fucking high school prep table. Mm-hmm. Who's cool? Who's not? Like how many likes you got? How many fucking followers? Nah, nah, nah. Like are you cool enough to sit with us? Like that's that's all it is now. It's not. But like I said, the talent is what keeps you alive. Because you can get the job, fucking show up, trip on your dick, and then not get booked back again. <laughs> right. So, unless your uncle owns it, then you have no fucking choice because, you know, it's your fucking it's family. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> My uncle doesn't know shit. Nope. Mine's either. <laughs> so, so, wait. So, when you so when in Austin, everyone's getting like $250, $100. You're lucky. Like, I mean, on Rainy Street, we're lucky to get like 300 bucks on a wow. night. And that's, I mean. So, when South hours, by Southwest comes in, no one makes money. No one makes money. <laughs> so wow, really? A lot of artists, no. Nah, I mean, like, we're throwing, a, like, the events and stuff that I do and the, some of the clientele that I do, like, you can get money for activations, but, like, all the artists that come in to perform mm-hmm. don't get paid shit. Damn. Like, they're just there, pure, boma, uh, pure, pure promo, just, like, you know, looking for, uh, why am I having a brain fart? Like, a, like, rel- like presence, like, online, uh, like, like, social well, media presence and, uh, platform? What? Well, no, like, opportunities? Like, opportunities? Uh, what the fuck is the word? It's right on the, it's, Everyday word that we know. Uh, no, look at marketing. <laughs> I'm looking to display their talent and get a. The fuck is the word? I don't know. Showcase and get a deal. Yeah, showcase and just get. Uh, they're taking an L to get exposure. That's exposure, the word. I'm looking that for. Right. To get exposure, create a new fan base. You mm-hmm. know, put themselves in front of an opportunity. Especially if you become an official South by artist. Like, and it still doesn't mean shit. But you get. Yeah. Oh, okay. You get. I mean, being an official artist, you know, you get your wristbands where like you can get in ahead of the line and like you have more of a priority in a sense. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a VIP of South by in a sense. But but these venues are making money, right? Oh, these dude venues. A lot of these venues only need to do South by, and that keeps them open for the year. Wow. Like they'll Damn. do South by for two weeks, and then pff, they're set. They're autopilot the rest of the year, and they made their quota. Like, wow. Because, wow, just especially when vendors and stuff come in that do big parties because like they're paying the rental fee and then they get the bar sales and then yeah. fucking like they're yeah, getting like the liquor sponsorship yeah. they're getting everything yeah 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 so it's like it's just 100 percent profit just by having a fucking door to open wow damn shit i mean it's good for the city though right i mean yeah. what yeah. other what do you guys have any festivals that they go oh, on yeah we got acl we have fun 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 because uh, acl is like our coachella because it's like two weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like our our version of what a coachella would be and that's more in uh, uh, October-ish. We also have Formula One. We're the only place in the United States to get Formula One. Oh, wow. That is yeah. big, yeah. And that's big European money. And I work for the track personally. And, like, that shit is, yo, that's awesome. But yeah. we're fucking going to lose it next year to Miami because I don't. I think it's just a temporary track. But they're going to do, like, a temporary track in Miami around the Damn, hard rock. I like that shit. <laughs> I like that car shit. <laughs> yeah. I actually want to talk about a little bit about the Goldie Awards. Okay. 
So when you when you were prepping for the Goldie Awards, I literally did that the week before. The week before, and I was in Tampa. Of course you did. But but one good I mean, having the DJ side of Battle of Things like is awesome. But for the beat battle, just for the qualifier, I need two minutes of material. That's it. Yeah. Oh wow. Two one minute beats. So I can literally with how fast I have my formula. I can flip shit overnight. Or, I, mean, I mean, you were you fairly confident when you were entering I always the show up confident. Like, I mean, just that's everything. Poker face. Like, I look in the mirror and say you're going to you're the fucking champ. You're the man. You're going to fucking win this shit. Like, put in work, let's go. Like, you yeah, have yeah. to have that drive, that motivation. Yeah. And I mean, it also like intimidates cuz I mean, not to sound cocky by any means, but just after doing sound check. Yeah. And well, I had my students there too and they were like watching the reactions of everyone, but just after sound check, everyone you, was just kind of like, like Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, sound check. You hear everybody. Yeah, kinda you kind of get to see like who's gonna do what. Kind of see what you know. I mean, me personally, being the battle guy, I always spoof motherfuckers. Like I go completely opposite of what you think I'm gonna do, just to like fuck with their minds. Because oh, that's, wow. that's just the battle guy in me, though. Like, yeah. So, so like, did you try to throw motherfuckers off a little bit? Oh yeah, like, yeah. No, like I went com- like what I actually performed versus what I sound checked was nowhere near what I was doing. But wow. it was just like the fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Did you like dumb it down when you like? Don't do your best. You're like, ah. Oh, dude, I can literally have a conversation and fucking make a beat. Like, it's, it's so this it's so crazy. It's so <laughs> second nature. That's like, I need to really work on my face, though, because, like, it's <laughs> RBF. No, right? you're Resting fine. Resting buck face. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's like, fine. This is nothing. It's a fucking Tuesday. Actually, I actually personally hate it when, like, DJs, like, look too fucking happy. And are like singing along and acting out the music oh, yeah. a little too That's much. Me. I fucking hate that. Shit. <laughs> I love singing and dancing. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. Like that whole like in, in these like battles, mm-hmm. and then the DJs like singing along to the shit and like doing all this this extra shit. I actually hate that. Keep the buck resting. But face. the whole hold on one minute. But wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> nah. Keep the buck resting face, man. For real, just do that shit. Let the let the let the let the work speak for itself and whatnot. So wait, when you did that, uh, that was actually the first time I ever heard of you when you won. Oh, the twenty eighteen, yeah. yeah. And then I think Miles Medina won at the same. Uh, the, he was the year before. He was yeah, the year before. Yeah, he was. He was. He was the first winner of okay. the Goldies. But that was the DJ side. Uh, who was it that won? Uh, Holly. Holly was the first beat battle winner, and he okay. went against Brace. And Brace, honestly, if he didn't have that fuck up, he would have taken him just because mm-hmm. he had, you know, he had his NBC, he had the fretless fader shit that he was doing. So like, right, right. But he literally halfway through something fucked up, he stopped. Had to reset, and the whole crowd's like, "Oh shit!" Like, so I mean, they gave the sympathy card to Holly, mm. but Holly was just—that's my beat. <laughs> like, he was pushing play, but the, I mean, don't get me wrong, Holly's fucking crushing it. Like, he's on billboards now. Like, he's fucking his production's dope. It's like mm-hmm. Mr. Carmack times ten. Fucking like, yeah. So, so when you won, and I was like, "Yo, this is fucking dope," and I was somehow talking to Scooter from San Diego, and he's like, "Oh, that's <laughs> my fucking boy, love, yeah. Scoot Boot, yeah. Gerald, <laughs> Scoot Boot." Scoot's like, "Oh man, fucking Buck Rogers, he's fucking nasty." Like, oh, he's fucking dope. Like, he's the homie, and blah blah blah. And then, uh, and then I want to know, like, what were the opportunities that opened up for you after you did the Goldie? Besides, obviously, what was given to you? Honestly, with the, the Goldies, that was just kind of like my solidification. Like, right. okay. I see it, and you you you're the DJ, and you also got the beat shit. Like hats to you. I mean, it didn't really lead to too much like opportunities for say, but I mean, it definitely helped me 
solidify and give me the credentials that I need to reach out to other people and like mm-hmm. go get my own work. So like, nice. Cause like I, I see a lot yeah. of like, you know, like young, like our intern Christian, a lot of other young DJs and you know, a lot of impressionable I think Christian people. flew out for that one. He was a, uh, did you fly to New York for that one? So you saw him win. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Dope. To be honest, Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit. Even the people that I'm with, they're like not into like DJing and like making beats and shit. And they're just like, yeah, he won. Wow. I mean, you don't need to G him up anymore. Man. He already won, right? Yeah, he got the award. <laughs> yeah, he already lifted up that was fucking trophy. That was we two years ago, man. We don't need to gas him up anymore, right? You know what I'm saying? No, nah, but so I, I'm kind of curious when he's like a young kid who's who wants to like start doing the competitions and whatnot. When you look back and that they have the potential to win. What are some of the opportunities that should they like be taking advantage of or like prepping network, for? Network, 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 and like put in the fucking work. Like there's not, I mean, there's not going to fucking like, you just have to put in the work. Like I literally wake up all day, every day and do something musically. Like I'll spend, I'm literally in the studio until my girl gets off work. I wake up for like, like 10 o'clock, let the dog out straight to the studio, either making music or making machines or routines or fucking like something musically related. Unless I'm... I'll literally do it until I go to the. I have to go to work at night, mm-hmm. and I'm literally doing music fucking 18 hours a day, like just putting in the work, grinding, and like just yeah. So you like you need a good you need a good management dude to to push you push you forward. It, trust me, it's all Definitely. coming. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially with South Bike is like that's when I'm actually having my meeting with Nicole and uh, Molly and them, and like we're gonna figure out what it is that we can do with each other and fucking just build this empire. Do you think that if you when you won the Goldies, do you think if you had a manager, maybe there would have been more opportunities? Like there would have been someone talking to somebody while you were performing, and you know, like, uh, 100%. working this shit. Yeah, because like like I said, I'm I'm the worst when it comes to just engaging in like. I'm I'm the quiet kid at the table. Like, well, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be expected. But to I don't do I don't business, I don't really you know? like I don't like using my mouth to talk. Like I let my hands talk for me. And like if you're right. not sold off that, then like you know, not to say that I'm any better any means, but like you guys see what I'm fucking about. Like, right. mm-hmm. but I feel personally a lot of people get intimidated by by my skill set in a sense because like when I play with other like some other DJs that don't really know me as well mm-hmm. a lot of the times when I show up to spots people think I'm trying to flex extra hard and like I'm fucking trying to outshine them or I'm trying to like whatever and like a lot of the times I just show up and just vibe I just go off the vibe I didn't come with that mentality to like like, like I just freestyle shit that's right. just me mm-hmm. but like a lot of people see me my see my freestyle and they're like why is he fucking out here trying to like do the most? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Why literally, is he I'm, I'm literally just fucking, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> you know, but like, <laughs> it's, but uh, I feel like to a degree for some, especially with bigger residencies and stuff, they, you know, I feel, and I'm not, I'm never out to take anyone's money. Like, I'm just there to do me, like, yeah. mm-hmm. show people something they haven't seen and fucking maybe inspire some. Like, that's all I'm here for. Like, so I feel like part of that could potentially be, or maybe it's just fucking in my head and I'm just holding myself back. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do feel like, I think if you're going to do a goalie or anything like that, I feel like you should have some kind of management in place. Even if yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. someone to represent you just to just have something ready. Definitely. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I, I want to see, you know, I, I already, I know you're doing a lot of shit, but I want to, trust me. There's, there's way much more and like, not to sound cliche, but 2020 vision is on. Like yeah. I have, but I have some other projects that I'm doing that's not even <coughs> DJ related. Like I said, between product development and like some other companies that I'm I have in my head yeah. that I'm trying to like. Like I said, the more Gary Vee I watch, the more I'm just trying to be careful with that motherfucker. Yeah. I don't really. <laughs> 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 I, 
I guess fucking uh, Gary Veed out, man. Uh, yeah. It's very repetitive, and yeah. like it's, I get it, but like he's just drilling it in. That's yeah. all he's trying to do. What he's makes you so sure you're gonna die next week? I'm just like, I mean, he's a salesman too. At the same time, not for sure. Anybody who sells that much to me is kind of full of shit, you know, a little bit. A little bit. But if it inspires you, it is. It is what it is, you know. But uh, what do you call it? We're gonna. I think do. Is there anything else we need to touch on? I think Pause. we're good for now. Yeah. So I, I think. Uh, is there anything you want to speak on or discuss or talk about? I'm never good with shit on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, take us out, book crunchers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like, on, yeah. Actually, let's let's do a little outro. Yeah, we, song I, or whatever that yeah. we could do. Hey, fella. There you mm. go. the outro it's the finale it's the roll podcast outro right now what you gonna tell us thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening (laughs) to another episode of the roll podcast my name is dj crooked we got dj never jimmy the great here And we got the wildly talented Buck Rogers in the building. Thank you for coming through, Buck Rogers. Uh, for real, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. He's really talking and doing this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to catch this video alongside with all of our other videos that we release every Friday, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to be the first to get the video. Mm-hmm. And big shout to DJ City, man. Thank you for everything. Ah, ah, ah. We out. Damn. Peace. Nice. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sick, man.